Hey, today we are diving into, well, this journey and why it is so important to focus on the being. And I would say early in the work, because it's a, it's a monumental shift into this language and this understanding, in the beginning, we are focusing on the superficial. We are focusing on the dream and the doing. And eventually, once we get you back to that place where you are understanding and capable of realizing that you can create your own reality, then we can start to gradually shift you into a new language and understanding. But this show, the entire work of it, starts in the superficial, starts in the surrender, and sort of walks its way through to the being. And in the beginning, I thought it was about dreams and all the things that we are, we are here to accomplish. And while that is important, the things we are here to accomplish is the enlightenment, is being. And I, th- I think that's the most wonderful part of all of this, is living that truth out loud right here with all of you. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, welcome to 
The Death of a Dream, the podcast that really is about your dreams in some pessimistically titled way we get you there. And it really is about the release, the acceptance that you haven't been and whatever dream died, wherever you're at, whatever has happened up to this point was meant to lead you exactly where you are now. And our job from here is just to continue walking with you, continue returning yourself to the strength that is your inner being, to the strength that is your inner call, and back to love, love of yourself, love and acceptance and the beauty of this world and the way that it's supposed to operate and not that it's always going to operate as it's supposed to. But as you shift your vibration, the world does begin to operate accordingly. (laughs) It's just a vibration thing. Promise. Okay, so let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. This is a part of reestablishing a frequency of amazingness. This is one of those pieces to all the puzzles. And we make it a habit to celebrate ourselves, to talk frequently about the things that we're doing, about the things that we're excited about, um, and basically just force our hand at recognizing and calling these things deeper into our existence, not holding them out on some pedestal that we'll never be able to get to if we don't first think that we are amazing. And so we just make it a a point. We do. So my great thing is just really grateful for the self-work that has gone into the being that I have become and that that self-work has spread to other people. It really makes the world really easy to navigate because before we were navigating it as sort of these confused, spiteful, angry people who really spent a lot of time creating drama and gossip that just really wasn't serving us all that well. It wasn't putting us in a good vibration. It certainly wasn't going to help anything in our life transpire that was positive. It was a constant high and low. It was a roller coaster of emotions all of the time. It was spinning into fits of rage that really didn't even have that much grounded necessity to it. And, right, like rage over who's bringing potato casserole to your family dinner next week. Come on. Well, she can't bring it. What's she trying to do? She can't bring it. I always bring the potato casserole. What's going on? Right? And they just maybe didn't know because they're new or maybe they wanted to try a new recipe or who knows. But like, this seems really funny, but families are torn apart for these reasons. And it really has nothing to do with the potato casserole, if that's even a thing. And it has everything to do with our need to drum up drama, to say the thing that's more interesting to say the thing that's more shocking so people just pay attention to us. And 
that was hard for me to leave because it was really hard as someone who la 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 loves entirely the spotlight it was hard to not bring the best gossip to the room to bring the spotlight to me or to bring the most amazing person or the most amazing accomplishment or the most amazing child and their accomplishment, which certainly meant that it was also mine. It was really hard to leave that. My ego told me to hold on to that very tightly and never let go. You will stop existing completely if we let this go. This is necessary for you to survive as a human. You can't let go of this spotlight. Hold on. Hold on dearly. Do not stop. Do not stop holding. Keep holding on. Keep holding on. Oh, some Avril Lavigne. You may not know that if you're not an avid Avril fan. At least we not remember that this was my first concert. Okay. <clears throat> As a high schooler. Okay. Really, that's what we are giving up. The ability to be the center of the show at the drop of a hat. I mean, imagine, right? Where do most of the conversations in big gatherings usually center around? Whoever has the most juicy gossip, whoever has the whisper in the side of the room that they certainly aren't just whispering to one person. Because if we shocked that one person, then we're going to take it to everybody. We're going to have a little behind-doors conversation so we wouldn't say out loud. But it makes us more interesting, doesn't it? And it makes people kind of wonder what's going on. They want to come over and they want to know what you know because something that needs to be whispered? Get me in on that. Right? And I don't know. Having lived both lives... And I wrote about this this morning when I was journaling. It's as if, you know, that life served me very well to where it needed to serve. And that was a life that was sort of handed to me. And that was me getting what I needed out of life based on the person that I was and having to work really hard to feel satisfied. And that was including how I appeared in social situations. And so I had to work to bring the spotlight back to me. I had to work to find the most dramatic news. I had to stay in the know. I had to have my ear to the ground. I had to make sure that I knew what was going to get the biggest reaction. And when all else failed, I would just basically make fun of everyone that was trying to do anything to steal my spotlight. To then bring it back on myself. <laughs> hey, listen. But that was a world. And it seems like a million years ago. And yet it was only. You know, I won't even say that the majority of this work wasn't also spent there. And that person. That life. Was one that just came flying at me. That everything was happening to me. And there was some sort of a shift when I started to believe because it wasn't just when this podcast started when I was like, yeah, let's go live life on our terms. I was only 
beginning to practice that as a movement. I was only beginning to get my feet wet in that work. And somewhere in there, probably around the beginning of last year, we had to shift to begin to believe that this was real. Credence, mental acceptance as true and real. And that was our word for last year. And that finally became the turning point of sort of shutting all those doors, beginning to open new ones. Because it isn't just living life on your terms. It's also believing that that is something that you're capable of doing, that that is something that was given to you as a destiny, as a birthright. You, you can choose the terms. And I am so grateful today, as my great thing today, for choosing those terms. Deciding that it should look and feel better than it did. And just continuing to take the next step forward in that work every single weekday here with you and diving even deeper on weekends and continuing to learn what it is to have a life unlived and then to begin actually living. And that's my great thing. And I'm grateful that my spouse is on board with this work, that um, he is also doing work to better himself, to better, to, and I wouldn't even say better, to just wake up, to wake up and say that I can make this happen, that happiness is something that is within my rights. And I'm grateful for him. And I'm grateful that those changes, the changes that were hard, the conversations that were hard, the realities that were both staring both of us in the face, the decisions, the things that we had to do that make us weird that we'll continue doing and probably even more. Um, I'm grateful because it changes the makeup of the children we're raising together. And, you know, we were just talking this weekend about how different we would have been in our approach had we never began on this journey together. Had we never decided that it was important to grow together and um, how, how different life would look if we hadn't taken that route, if we hadn't decided that that was the path for us. And so grateful for all of this work, grateful to have the ability to convert the mix emotions that I feel day in and day out to create something out of that, to just come to this microphone authentic and true and real every day, whether that means we're marking in time something that is going to be untrue the next day. Um, I'm grateful for the ability to do that, for the fact that technology exists in this way, that this is even possible. And, you know, it's my great thing that we're continuing on this journey and that more and more people are coming along for the ride uh, because it's a ride worth going on. It's a ride and a trip back to yourself. 
it's a ride and a trip back to the loving and accepting nature that we all hold as human beings. Yeah, we do. Do we forget? Okay, so that's my great thing. Go ahead. Take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. You're not going to regret it. It's just not. You just can't. I'm not going to allow it. I won't do it. Okay, so let's talk about the book. Hi, my name is Santa Ness, and I have always wanted to be a writer. And so many people say that, right? Like, yeah, I want to write a book. I want to go speak to people. And so I said it too. And I was convinced when I first got started that that is exactly how all of this was going to come into play, that there would be books and that I would go speak on the books before I even spoke. I'd write the books and people would find the books very interesting. And there was a problem with that. I didn't actually know what I would write on. I had had this experience, but I hadn't sort of explored it all the way through. I knew what I was experiencing. There were times where I questioned the experience, the validity, the importance of sharing the story of that experience. And through all of that, it it became apparent that this book was not ready to be in ink. And I think what's hard and beautiful about this work is that you're inevitably putting yourself out there for an emotion, for a moment that you may never feel again. And people have the ability to judge you in that time and space and then leave. Right? And that's scary. We want to be able to explain. We want to put the asterisks down there. Well, well, I don't believe in these things anymore, but I did at the time. And, and, and we're moving forward. And there's something about this work that to me, you know, I could go in, I could edit, I could sound engineer, we could fix everything, we could put music at the beginning of those episodes, we could take out the episodes that were just garbage, we could do all of that. And we could hone it in, we could craft it as this like beautifully packaged, wonderful experience. We could do that. but I didn't, didn't, and still don't want to. Because I want people to know how hard this is. And not that it's impossible. Just that there aren't saints out there that have this attainable being that we're not capable of getting to. The things that I've experienced as the probably most normal unspecial human being that exists in this world, right? As just someone very middle class, very Midwestern, not really selected for for much of anything, just sort of would have been fine catapulting into a pretty regular, acceptable life. That would have been fine. And so that's why I'm saying it, right? That's why it's important for you to know You don't have to be this person. In fact, all of the people that you hear from that, you're like, oh my gosh, I could never be, I could never write, I could never do that, I could never X, Y, and Z. You actually can. 
there isn't anything special about those people other than their willingness to just keep moving forward, to just keep going with the work. And because they never stopped, good things happened and bad things happened. Look at their stories. Look at the stories that you pay attention to, the biographies that you read, the stories that always have some sort of superhero moment where they're told no and they overcome it anyways. And they go make it happen and they find a way and they uncover every stone. And then at the end of it, you go, oh my gosh, they're so amazing. They're so amazing. So are you and I. And when I said that I was rather unremarkable, it, 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 it didn't hurt my feelings. It just went, oh my gosh, that's the funniest thing you've said on this podcast because it's so not true. We're all so remarkable and so amazing. The reason you may not feel that is because we haven't quite tapped into what that light looks like for you. And why we haven't changed any of this is because it is Hannah in a moment in time. It is the moment, the experience that's really important, even in its frantic craziness, it is important for people to know that that's a part of it too. The story doesn't just end, it begins. There's a middle, right, where all of the mess happens and, and everything crazy happens and, and this person leaves and this person comes in and somewhere in the inner workings it all happens but we don't just want the happy ending we don't just want the happily ever after we want all of it we want the process getting there because that's where we get exactly what we need to continue in this work and I will forever love that if someone wants to experience my real-time journey walking through this, they absolutely can. For a little while. This year we might lock it all down to NFTs and good luck getting to season one and two. But you can experience what's happening in real time. Um, <laughs> sorry, but for real. Okay. But that's, that's just it. You are a person. You are a moment in time. This moment is always going to pass. And that's why I talk about the importance of surrendering to your present moment, surrendering to your story as it is. Because without that surrender, we're always waiting in the wings. We're waiting to go on a stage that we'll never be ready for. We always just say, oh, I'm going to need that, that thing. Oh, well, I could go do it, but I would need this to fall in place. Well, I, I, I want to be happy, but I would first need to have accomplished this and buy this and, and have this, and then I'll certainly be happy. And then pretty soon, the material effects of that just don't hold strong enough, and you're looking around and you're going, well, I'm not happy anymore. What happened? That didn't actually work. Maybe it needed to be this. Maybe now it needs to be this, and maybe now it should definitely be this. That's the trick. 
when we're living and depending on the survival of our happiness as a tangible thing. It just isn't real and it certainly doesn't last. You can't tap into that. It isn't something. It's you. And what I didn't know <laughs> was that all of this was about that. Definitely when I started, and we'll keep with the death of a dream because there is so much importance and so much to learn from that. If we're not surrendering to our story and right where we sit, and usually it revolves around dreams, then we can't really surrender to the present moment. It's sort of like the precursor move to your presence, surrendering to your story. And so that's why I will forever want people to see what the, the messy beginning looks like, what the crazy frantic beginning looks like. I will continue writing and expanding on how life is sort of always repeating this cycle because I want, I want you to feel normal. I don't want anyone to feel what I felt when I was just in a cycle process, recycling again and again, because I felt like, oh my gosh, of course I am. Of course I'm recycling. I can't, I can't, it's the ADHD. I can't stay focused. I can't stay anywhere. I, I need to. And then this was the bigger problem with me saying that to myself, Hannah, you're a bad person for wanting to recycle, for, for realizing that this wasn't fitting anymore, for, for not feeling satisfied with your life. You're a terrible human being and you shouldn't probably continue living on this planet. But if you're choosing to, then you should just feel bad. And then this is what I said to myself after that. Even if it doesn't fit, the only thing that's important is that you stay somewhere. This is what successful people do. They stay in spaces long enough to find success. They can't just keep bouncing. That's craziness. You can't just keep bouncing around and finding what fits and finding a light and discovering something new. You have to stay where your feet are planted. Work your way up. That's not success. If you don't do that, you'll never have success. Just suck it up. Stay. Stay. And so then I would go back and forth at a job that I was forcing myself to stay at. Hannah, you're a bad person. You shouldn't leave this. You shouldn't explore things that excite you. You need to stay here. You need to be a good person. This is what good people do. They stay in jobs. You're being ridiculous. You're being a millennial. Suck it up. You're a terrible person. Of course. Of course you would go do this. Biggest millennial move ever. Right? I would say all these terrible things to myself and then I would I would question why I was questioning things. And I would say, nope, just be grateful. Look at your life. You have so much to be grateful for. And they weren't wrong. But I would continue to sort of surrender by knowing to that fact that I was grateful and that good successful employees and human beings stayed in jobs for a very long time, whether they knew or not, they stayed because that is what it takes to be successful. And so I would just keep burying things that I knew were true, but
but that I didn't want to know as truth. I kept burying things that I wanted to express but couldn't. And I just kept telling myself that that's the bad version of Hannah and we should lock her down, not explore what she knows. We should lock her out of becoming. She shouldn't exist. She should silently surrender. And it was just a conditioning that I had been told that good people stay. The good, hardworking people just find a way to make their job something wonderful every day. And that is true. And what I was knowing was true too. That it still wasn't a fit, no matter how badly I wanted to be good (laughs) in societal norms. I couldn't. It didn't fit. It didn't fit right. And I had to leave Even what I had told myself was important, I had to leave. Because what I had told myself was important was a societal view of what was important. There was no truth there to me. And so, right, we left. We explored. We're still exploring. And the return of your light is what we're seeking. When I started out exploring, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and that's really where I'm going to be called to, to, to be, and that's going to fix everything. And it still didn't because it wasn't the things, it was the being. It was how I expressed my being, not what I was doing. It was how I tapped into those things, not what I was creating. The creative felt good as an outlet, as a release. But it was always about becoming. It wasn't about chasing a dream as much as it was returning to self. And you can't know that when you're going through this. I can't use that language when I begin in this work. I don't understand that. That is a moment in time. And if you go back, you could hear me probably explain very similar things, but in very different language. And that's how we're all evolving. We're learning new languages. We're learning new understandings of ourself and the world that we're surrounded by. And we're continuing to evolve. And all of us have this opportunity to evolve and get to this place in life. And I truly believe that it starts with the surrender. And you don't have to record every moment of this. But what if you did? What if you started just with the surrender and started talking through your story and all the things that have led you up to this moment? And then you started picking that through. And sure, probably all of us have to start superficially because it is what we know. And so we start superficially saying, what are my goals and dreams? And then as we examine and grow in this work, we start to understand and ground ourselves with the fact that it is about 
being. It is about creative expression. It is about the extension of your light, not so much the work. And so you can just pick things up. You can choose new things that seem in alignment. You can just follow what's flowing and making sense. And the best way to navigate all of this is just to keep choosing and finding what's flowing. Because there isn't just one thing. There's a million. I would say the hardest part of all of this is choosing something. And the beautiful part is you don't really have to. The universe is going to self-select. The universe is going to guide you. And so you can write things down and be guided to those things and continue working. But it really is about perfecting the being. And once we get tapped in and tuned in to how we do that, how we affect our vibrational frequency on this planet, we can begin to understand who we are meant to be how we are meant to operate on this world, in this world, and how we can be more than who we are right now. We can be more expansive. We can be more inclusive. We can be more loving to ourselves and others. We can. That's who we're supposed to be on this planet. And somewhere we just shift our perspective to this materialistic kind of superficial world that we live in to just fit and you weren't meant to fit. You were meant to be a light. You were meant to beam through boxes you've been put in. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day a post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.